Start recording right now. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah, good, enough. good enough. Please welcome good enough. Peter Smith <laughs> and Steve Mix. You are now entering. It's, yeah, this is one of those. Uh, do the podcast, go grab lunch. Why? Why are we talking before the podcast? Let's get the podcast out of the way, Ted, and yeah. then we can talk as much as we want. And I don't know if you left that part in there. I was like, I want to have this conversation. I just rather have it with a beer in my hand. I think I started recording right after that. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we're feeling good. Oh yeah, we're alive. Well, you're off this week, but. Uh, Man, oh man, we're riding. I mean, I'm working. I'm here, Steve. Yeah, you know what? I'll I'll clock this into some hours. Yeah, Yeah. I banged out of the podcast last night. Brand new episode. Tyler Smith on there. Oh, the dope show guy. Yeah, love that dude. Yeah, we're hitting up the big holiday. What's the big? Oh, 420. That's right. (laughs) Today is 420. Yes, that's right. We did this on the morning show real quick. Which and is funny, because I'm not stoned. No. I'm like, oh, it's the biggest, massive holiday. And then I was thinking about that. I was like, oh, man, I guess, I, well, no, it doesn't matter. If you're picking one movie and one movie only to, to watch on 420, one stoner flick, what movie are you going with? Super Troopers. That was Vicky's pick. All right. <laughs> Mine was uh, Harold and Kumar. Go to White Castle. <sighs> Harold and Kumar is pretty solid. Oh, this, dude, this, Super Troopers is a great pick. Like That would probably be in my top three. And then the other one would be Half-Baked. Then Friday. I mean, there's so many. Half-Baked is a solid call. Yeah. My problem is, I for whatever reason, and I talk about this on the men's room, I could sit there like today. Like, I'll watch some sports, and then later in the evening, I'll watch two or three episodes of Better Call Saul, which is about three hours. Yeah. But if you're like, let's sit down and watch a three-hour movie, I'm like a small child. Like, I can't. I can't. I can't do it. Dude, that's what they were all giving me crap. They're like, are you going to watch the Batman? And and they're all like, Steve's not going to sit for three hours and watch this new Batman movie. And I'm like, you're absolutely right. But my wife and I have finally got to the point where we've accepted that movies now to us are miniseries. If you you view it as that way. So basically, we watch until my wife falls asleep. Having a two-year-old, she's working her ass off all day. Yeah. And so by the time like 8 p.m. comes around... I, by 840, because that's usually when we finally get downtime to start watching our shows and not Peppa Pig all the time. She's out by 840. So they're 40 minute episodes, basically. Like we watched a few movies that way and they're like, how is this movie? I'm like, oh, it took us like five viewings. And they thought like that was a bad thing. I'm like, no, that's just how our that's just what life is now. There's no way we're ever going to sit and watch an entire movie from beginning to end. Yeah. I, and for me, I don't know what it is. I just have to like physically, like, all right, mentally prepare. Like, all right, we're watching a movie. Right. Sit in the chase lounge, right? Because I'll often, you've been in my couch, sit yep. in that spot right in front of the TV, uh-huh. like watch sports, have a beer. But I'm always kind of moving or doing something. Yep. So if I'm going to watch a movie, it's like a whole production. All right. If you're going to watch a sport, what is the ultimate stoner sport? Man, that's tough. That is a tough one. Because I'm thinking baseball is good because you can kind of do whatever the hell you want. It's more in the background. So if you zone out while you're baked, who cares? I mean, if I'm physically stoned, I feel like I'd rather be at a baseball game. Yes. And well, just watching on TV. Man, I don't know. I feel like I've watched a lot of sports stoned. <laughs> that's true. That's just Thursday or Wednesday or Tuesday for you. <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm like, Steve, I'm just watching NFL football. It's like nothing special. What? Do you consider pro- professional bull riding a sport? Sure. I love watching bull riding when I'm back in my stoner days. I would watch bull riding all the time. I have no idea what they're doing and why they're doing it. I know it's just a game of like time, but man, there's just something pretty amazing about watching that when you're stoned. I mean, I would say soccer only because when I first started watching like the Premier League, like that was kind of my thing. Mm-hmm. Like I would get up. I remember one girl I was dating and she's like, look, you can go out in the living room and watch it for like just. It's 4.30 in the morning. Don't be cheering. So I would just sit out there and like smoke a bowl and cheer in silence. Yeah. <laughs> See, right? Yeah. Put the pillow over your face. 
right. So I guess for me that would be, but also that sport, like especially, can be a lot of just passing and spacing and yeah. like kind of like a chess game. So that's a little bit easier. Yeah. Whereas like NFL football, you can watch it stoned, you watch it drunk, you watch it sober. Like there's, mm-hmm. it, you know, like stuff's gonna happen. Sports you're not gonna in miss general it. is awesome when stoned. Yeah. Sober stone doesn't matter. Yeah, you're right. I mean, but hockey. I, I will say a Mariners game was the first event I ever went to at post smoking. Yeah. And I mean, I remember it, it had me shook. It's just like there's too many people here. Oh, dude. The baseball, the minute the ball hits the bat, and you're like, it's coming for me. And it's right. like, it's not even in the same section. Right. <laughs> like, duck! Ah! I know everybody's like, man, basketball when you're stoned is fun to play. I tried it like twice, and I was like, this is awful. Yeah. Like, I could just like, I could see the rotation of that ball. I think I'm going to drop it. Oh, it's in my hands. I do. I, mean, I love watching wrestling sober, but watch, watching like 80s era wrestling stone is some of the most entertaining stuff because it's just cartoony. Right. And, and they're doing a lot of just ass talking. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're like colorful co- costumes and. The strutting, like I've been on a big, like, you know, like just like watching Ronnie Garvin, uh, Jimmy Garvin, gorgeous Jimmy Garvin matches. And he was this dude that had like poofed out hair. Like he looked like straight out of like an 80s butt rock band beard and, you know, bedazzled jacket. And he's always strutting and moving. He wore white tights, but it looked like he was wearing diapers. It was just hilarious. (laughs) I mean, I will say this. I'll tell you one sporting show not to watch stoned is that goddamn dark side of the ring. Oh, no. I have turned that off and been like, do intense, do intense. Sad. Yes. It's so sad. Yeah. All right. What were the other questions for the morning show? Best movie, best sports. All right. Best movie was the only one. If you only pick one, what would be the one? And we also were talking a little bit about like Pineapple Express, another great pick. And then how Seth Rogen's mad at uh, Jack in the Box because they have the Pineapple Express shake. And he's like, I didn't give him approval. And they've got tacos that give you diarrhea. And I'm like, look, you can have issues with them taking the name, but do not. Don't so, talk trash on those tacos. Those tacos are some of the great. Back when I was, uh, hit 285 pounds, a big part of why was every morning I would stop at Jack in the Box and get for the show. Back when I worked at like, K-Rock in the end, I would swing by there and just grab like 20 tacos because it was $10. Two I didn't for, know that. Two for a dollar. All really? the time. That was breakfast. <laughs> Dude, Jack in the Box tacos were my breakfast almost every single day. <laughs> well, that's the thing too. It's like if you're stoned, like... Movies and stuff, but I mean, I get stuck in documentaries and this yep. and that. Like, that's what, like, generally, if you're stoned, whatever you're watching is going to be better. Concerts. I always love watching, like, the co- MTV concert, the MTV live channel, which was, like, I think, Pata, Pala, P- Patagonia or whatever. The hell, Palladia. Palladia. Yeah. And Dude, then, I'm with you. I, uh, I go on YouTube and just watch full concerts or full sets. Oh, you and I, when we have our slumber parties, we get so wasted. It always ends with us finding like a Tiesto set or a Little Dicky Live. Yeah. Or, the Little Dicky Live on YouTube is one of the greatest concerts to watch when you're not sober. Dude, we, I mean, right. How many times have you seen me put on that Diplo on the rooftop daytime concert? All the time. I love it. That's how we found Mark Rabier. It is. Remember, we, yeah. we watched the I'm a, I'm a Flamingo song, and it made everybody watch it with us on Zoom. <laughs> Real quick, thank you to everybody who came out to the Roast of Steve Miggs. I'm sure that's going to come up a lot in this podcast. This is kind of like sure. the post-roast. Oh, my gosh, dude. What I thought was a terrible idea from the get-go yeah. turned out to be one of the greatest radio station events that we've ever had. Yeah, man. People were pumped. It was it was a, it was a lot of fun too. I was telling them we were joking about Mike. It, it definitely like if if this was going to inspire people on our our station to go into stand up, we would be all sorely disappointed in the next crowd when like you're not in front of like a, a radio station audience. That entire room made us all feel like we were the the greatest stand up. I, I I felt like Mitch Hedberg up there, or or like you know, or 
Dave Chappelle. Like the the love that that audience and the, the Rockaholics gave us all yeah. while we were doing our sets. Like I mean, I think everyone did a great job of, of bringing very funny stuff. But man, oh man, they made us feel like rock stars, and it was so much fun. Yeah, and I and like people were funny, but there was nothing like brutal, brutal. No, no. I was gonna say like, Sarah got it the worst. All right, like I even told Sarah the night I was like, dude, like you you caught a lot of heat there. Yeah, I feel like I owe her a dollar. <laughs> Right. Like, I mean, I, I I truly lived up to my moniker of being unroastable, and it was only because of Sarah. Yeah, because like all weekend, people kept asking me, like, did people like people get you good? I was like, there are some jokes that I'm like, I think one about being hairy or chubby, and I masturbated at home, and I was like, I'm a single, I'm a single forty year old chubby dude. Like everything was pretty much fine. That's how like Sid was like, how'd it go? Like, did you get it bad? I'm like, they made fun of me for being bald, our age discre- our age difference, and wrestling. That was it. A couple shots at reli- being religious. Yeah. But like nothing nothing that I haven't made fun of myself about, which is why I always said I'm un- un- jokingly unroastable because I'm like, what we do for a living is we're basically, at least I know like you and me, especially on our shows, we're setting ourselves up to be roasted almost every single day. Right. With we, right, style we're of pretty, comedy. Yeah. And we're open and honest. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was like, man. You're right. The the audience helped, but actually, people did a really good job of writing stuff too. I was blown away by how like I, I, actually as the night went on, I got more nervous about what I was going to do because I'm like, my God, everyone's bringing their A game, and I feel like I just whipped up the most ridiculous, stupid idea, and I'm going to call everybody the c word. Like I really like I put a lot of effort into this, but I also didn't put a lot of effort into like the jokes. The right. joke was this puppet cursing everybody out. That was the joke. That's right. I like first of all, shout out to Craig Gas. Yes. He he knew the exact spot to be. So I went after him, which I was nervous about. I was like, oh, this is perfect. Right. It's in the middle. Everybody was still dying laughing. But uh, Steve, I'm still just disappointed. I was so confident in that college football joke. And I was, <laughs> it's a 30-year-old joke. But like nobody like only like like Brad was like, yeah, man, it was funny, but like most people, I'm like, yeah, most people don't care about college football as much as we do. I was going to say that if you were doing that in front of like like the college football Hall of Fame roast, <laughs> right. that joke would have killed the entire room. But I think it was like you found it funny yourself and Walter Jones, <laughs> right? And Walter, then, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. And then like I know Sean was in the crowd and Brad was yeah. Brad Cash, so they laughed. But I was just like. And one joke I don't have to worry about, that college football one, that's going to crush. Isn't that funny how that is? Like, you're just like, well, dude, like, even like we were talking about after the fact, like, I think for both of us, the best moments that we had up on stage were just crapping on the heckler. Yeah. Yeah, I wish I had the audio of yours. Like, we got audio, but apparently there was like some issue with the computer, so they didn't get all of the, they're trying to find lost. I'm hoping that they find like yours, Castles, Craig Gasses. Tarrant, yeah. all of those are just nowhere to be found. No kidding. Like the, I mean, obviously there's video. So worst case scenario, they'll just use the video off of the the cameras, but the audio off the cameras. But I was kind of bummed. I'm like, I hope we find those because everyone crushed it. Yeah, and also just having all those people there, even like the after party, like taking pictures with people and stuff. It's like, man, just just thanks everybody that showed up. I mean. I don't want to speak for everybody, but like you feel like a rock star. You I mean, did. It's, it's unbelievable. It and was, I love people like, can I take a picture? Can I sign something? I'm like, please. I love signing S. Oh, dude, it was so much fun. Meeting people after the fact. Like we met all like, and you and myself both did the same thing. We got there about like an hour, hour and a half before we had to go up on stage. And me personally, like, I was like, if I hang out backstage, I'm gonna lose my mind. Because everybody's pacing in a good way. No, 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 you're right. Yeah. There's like this un, you know, we're all nervous. 
everyone's having fun. It was like a really good vibe, but everyone's nervous, including myself. And I'm like, if I hang out back here, I'm going to be doing what everyone else is doing and I'm going to get in my head. I was like, screw it. I just went out into the front of the room where because doors just opened and people were coming in. I was just hanging out, taking pictures and BSing. It was almost like a wedding. Like I was going table to table yeah. trying to say hi to every single person that got there early and shout out to those that showed up early because got to get some good quality time with some people and and then I looked over and I'm like, I'm the only one. I was like, no one else was doing that. And I understand why. But I was like, I got to. Also, people paid good money. Like, I know that we have our VIP party, but man, you drop 70 bucks just to sit in like general admission after all the fees. I want to say hi to you because yeah. that's freaking cool. And then I look over and who's also out there doing the exact same thing. Didn't plan it that way. It was the Ted Smith. <laughs> like, yep, man- same mindset. And I was talking to one guy, and he's like, you don't remember me. And I was like, ah, and he's like, dude, I came to your thing at the forum, like your the podcast party. Nice. And then I felt awful, and I didn't, I, it was it, just the way it worked out. And he's he's like, oh, yeah, like, come over here. Like, then he's like, well, you remember my wife? I go, oh, now I remember you guys. And I was like, what? In my head, I'm like, why did you have that reaction? That sounded like, yeah. That sounded awful. Oh, I still, the girl I want to bang? I, yeah, yeah, I know you. <laughs> like, I still, this was supposed to be an apology. Now I feel even worse for freaking it up. Now you're creeping on the dude. Jesus. But yeah, there's always those moments, too, where I'm just like, Man, like I bitched about it all weekend. I was like, I came off with the biggest a hole. Like that's, I just wanted to be like, oh yeah, when you're together, I recognize you guys. Well, dude, we had one guy texted in, and at first he was just like, had so much fun. It was awesome. The after party was great, meeting everybody. Everyone had time to talk, except for Steve, who blew me and my friends off three times. And I'm like, oh man, I hope you're talking about thrill, but I have a feeling you're talking about me. And I was like, dude, if it was me, the Steve you're talking, I'm sorry. I just was a, you know how it is. It's overwhelming. I was like, I, if I blew you off, it was not intentional. I'm very, very sorry. Especially because like, I went out of my way to hang out with everybody before the party. Like, You think I'm going to blow off the people who paid also extra, extra money? Extra money? Never. And he wrote back. He's like, I'm just giving you a hard time. I f- we figured as much, but I appreciate you not. like, Because my first thing was going like, screw you, man. I said not everybody. Well, but then I'm like, man, I might have inadvertently blown somebody off. And I'm not a very extroverted guy. So this takes effort on my end to like talk to random people I don't know. Even though I know they're here for us, I still feel like they're not here for me. Well, it's tough, too, because, like, people, like, line up in, like, queue. Yeah. So you're trying in your head to remember, all right, who showed up? Because there's, like, a little circle around me. Right. Who showed up where so I can say hi? You don't want to be rude. You don't want to be rude. And, uh, yeah. I mean, that's the other thing, too. Now, the puppet, he would have called everybody a bunch of C-words. I should have brought the puppet to the post-show party. I didn't even think about that, BJ. Or Ted. (laughs) BJ. Jesus. Oh, it's a hell of a night. You start referring to, referring to me as BJ. It was a hell of a night when Ted and I figured out after the fact that we, when the party bus dropped everybody off, they dropped BJ off at his house. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Rich and Lion Pride party bus. Ted and I had no idea that the trip from BJ's house to the station, which should have been 10 minutes, took 40 minutes because the bridge was closed and we had to go around and get on 520 to get back to the station. When they yeah. told me that on Monday, legit. <laughs> Ted, I'm looking at everyone like, what? Oh, that's why we got home so late. I had no idea. I was so wasted. Right. In the back of the bus, you just can't tell what's going on. You're just looking at lasers. Yeah. Back of the bus life is a whole different world than the front of the bus. (laughs) Right. At one point, remember, I walked up there and I was like, Castle, come back to the back. Yeah. I don't know. There's like one bench that is just like almost like separates it, but it doesn't. 
But yeah, it's just one of those things. Whatever bus you've ever been on, people feel weird going to the back where it's like I got on. It's like, oh, I'm going to the, I'm a back of the bus guy. Oh, the back of the bus is home. Yeah. Yeah. And the back of the bus is no serious conversations. It's where the lasers start. The lasers are going. The dumb <laughs>, laughs are happening. And nobody's having a heart to heart. No, we got a small cooler back there. <laughs> Crushing beers and Trulies. <laughs> I like at one point. So Steve's not the biggest drinker, but I can always tell when Steve's doing all right. It's the truly lemonades. I just like took two steps, like just too sweet for me. And he's like, whatever, dude, I'll drink it. Like, here, take this. I was like seven deep on it. I was like, all right, Steve's doing all right. If he's just going to pity drink the one I don't want. I was like, I'm not letting that go to waste. Yeah, right. I'll be the first to waste a beer. Right. You look like me at like a party. Like, oh, what's it, half warm? Coors Light? Give it to me. I'll take it. You're going to finish that? Give it to me. I also love, so here's some other secret inside stuff. So Steve and I, oh, we've taken that bus with the donkey. So, so many times. So Jay's with us. And then Rich is so nice. I had just, you know me, I, I my biggest fear was being on that bus on the ride home, being stuck in traffic and not having a beer. Right. So I, I text Rick, Rich, I said, hey, man, can you grab a couple 18ers? I'll pay you back. So then, of course, once he sees you and Jay's, like, man, I would have gotten only Coors Light if you had told me. And I was like, dude, it doesn't matter. Just because it's the hockey guys doesn't mean we can only have Coors Light. Although it was funny because we get there and we got the we had like an 18-pack of Bud Light and 18-pack or whatever, however many, of, of Coors Light. Yeah. And Jay and I are like, okay, which one do we put in the cooler for everyone for the ride there? But which one do we hide? That way... Ted's not going to be without a beer on the way back. Yeah. And we're like, let's hide the Coors Light. The Coors Light's the more premium of the two. <laughs> so we put that under the seats. Stupid. Right. And then I took that 18 er with me. And then I forgot I had it in there. I finally, because I spent like Easter weekend up north. Yeah. I get home Sunday night and I'm like, ah, I don't have to work tomorrow. I'm going to crack a beer. And literally I open the fridge and I, I thought, I, not that I don't, I love Rainier, but I was like, oh, nice. There's still Coors Lights in here. I think I looked through my bag. I'm like, oh, sweet. There's more than a half a bottle of Pink Whitney left. <laughs> we were Pink Whitney, and you brought Fireball. I mean, all bets were off, especially on that ride back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because at that point, we're just in a, in a moving bar. Yeah, pretty much. And it has no, no cover. <laughs> it's funny too it's like some of the people and i don't blame them right like sarah and her fiance like bj like they're just ready to get home even like castle and yeah. miles a little bit <laughs> like me you and jay we're ramping up we're just in the back like crushing beers like is there i think i probably said and i don't know is there anything better than this you Nothing. tell me no we didn't even end up like we ended up sitting on the bus yeah and then dropping you off like everyone left like what we got home by like midnight from I don't even remember. I, I have no idea. To be honest, I think maybe we got closer to one. Right. Because I mean, by the time we yeah. tried to go out, it was already like last call. Because th- that was a great part. We were supposed to be done with the roast at nine, then from nine to 10, have the after party, and then be on the bus and, and back at 10. Yeah. We didn't finish the roast until like 10 30, 10 45. The after party went until about midnight, and we were yeah. probably, yeah, close to like 12 30 ish. Next thing I know, we're like, I got to get home. I'm doing the math in my head. And my, really, the only goal I had, and my wife was like, have fun. Don't forget that we have a birthday party to go to tomorrow afternoon, and we're going to the Kraken game. So as long as you're functional for that, and also you got to watch Tatum when I go to the gym for CrossFit. I'm like, I got it. In my head, I'm like, I just need to be in bed before she gets out of bed. Yeah. Like, that's all I, I was like, I do not want to, like, come home. And I've done that before and open the door, and she's on the couch, like, you know. Just chilling, reading, and I'm just a disheveled mess. I like I don't want her to see this disheveled mess. I just want her to like feel me crawling to bed. So I was like, I got home at like four, I think, after all was said and done. Because we dropped you off at like close to three. It was late. Or after three. It was like probably like three twenty. Right, because me and Sean were sitting in the bus BSing. 
Yeah. Yeah, you should have just crashed. I know. In retrospect, like I should. And she even said, why don't you just stay the night at Ted's? Like, no, we got a birthday party. We got this. And that birthday party was tough. It was outside, thankfully. It what was, time? Uh, 12 noon. Ooh. Oh, dude, I, was up, I woke up at like at 645. Because <laughs> Sid has to go. She goes to CrossFit at 7. Well, so, I mean, look. If, like, I was like, Tatum. We're not playing. We're watching Peppa Pig. And we watched Peppa Pig for an hour. And just both of us just, I think she was a little partied out too. I don't know why. She was on the bus. Well, she was She was texting us earlier. That's true. She was up late. <laughs> what are you guys doing? Do you have any snacks? Yeah, snack? So weird, weird, weird text. But no, we don't have child snacks. <laughs> you guys got some Capri Suns on that bus? Oh. No. We well, but it makes you feel any better. Like I told you, like Sean and I. We just sat up on my couch, just BSing, and then went to sleep probably when you were getting up. But same thing. I slept for like two and a half, three hours. Yeah. Then, it, then it was like, oh, man, it's not our family, but it's all our friends. We promised we'd be up there Saturday. Yep. Let's get it going. It was, it was a struggle. Yeah. Worth it. Oh, totally. Again, thank you, Rock All. Anyone who came that listens to the Megacast and you were there, man, it was a special night. It was truly the greatest event I've been a part of. And it was pretty cool. Especially because I had such apprehensive, anxiety-filled emotions about doing this. So many. Like, A, guy, you know, I deal with whatever in my own head. Do I want a whole night of being made fun of? Like, that was a part of it. Like, do I want that? Even though I know it's all lighthearted and a good deal. I don't know where my mind's going to be that night. And it was a great time. All the jokes were hilarious. And everyone hit on some really funny stuff that, like, made my face hurt from laughing so hard. And then also, like, the fear of if this doesn't sell out or sell well, is that going to look bad on me because my name's on it? You know, like, th- yeah. there's a lot. And then when it sold out, like, that removed a lot. But then I'm like, how is it going to go? Are people going to think this is just... And then I'm doing a puppet show to end my... To do my roast, which was like a, a whole long story. Maybe we'll get to after we take a break. But, like, there was that anxiety. So when everything kind of fell into place, oh, man. I think that's what made me love that night even more. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you said, yeah. I'm with you. I was... Yeah. <laughs> and people were, people like, like the first couple people just came out firing. Oh. And literally, like, I in my head, I was like, my jokes aren't mean enough. Dude, I like, that too. I was like, I really, like, I wish I had a meaner joke. Like, like, even, like, what I thought was a mean joke for you, like, in the end, I was like, I, I don't think it was that mean. No, it was very nice. I, I think the meanest thing I did was crack a joke about Brad, about the age difference between Taryn and Brad. And that was hard. Dude, honestly, everybody, right. even when people were going for the quote-unquote jugular, because it's like all stuff that we talk about on the air. So it's like no one really got anybody with anything that was like, I think who got it the worst might have been Mitch, who wasn't even there from uh, K, from uh, Mitch Unfiltered. Yeah. When Craig Gass just went on that thing. And and man, oh man, like Mitch like mentioned, he was like, oh, I wish I could be there and uh, on Twitter. And somebody wrote, Mitch, you'll be very happy that you weren't there. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and I love Mitch. But man, oh man, Craig did not hold back. And I was like... <laughs> There's a reason why it's probably best that you couldn't make it. <laughs> Love you, Mitch, but that was that was a, that was probably the most vicious part of the entire night. And then he did it in Gilbert Gottfried's voice, which made made it funny. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break. Yeah. When we come back, maybe we'll play a couple of the highlights from the roast. I don't know. We still got our TED talks. We still got to talk about some sports. Who knows what we'll get to? But we got to hurry up because we want to eat and drink beer. Yeah. I, I look. The TED talk just says, "Roast your friends. Have short sets." Half party bus. <laughs> I figured. I figured this was all we were talking well, about today. Two out of three ain't bad. We didn't have short sets. No, what was spo- supposed to be an hour and a half went on for three hours, just like the megacast. No, we will never do that to you. 
We'll take a quick break. We'll come back uh, talk more roast. What a night. Ted and Steve need a minute to jump in the shower and crush a beer. The Megacast will be back. What he did for electric cars and space flight, he's now doing for cologne. Introducing Elon Musk. Cologne for men. Elon Musk, an electric out-of-this-world scent with a hint of genius, the aroma of arrogance, and just a whiff of sandalwood. Elon Musk is the scent of the man you could be if you were a whole bunch smarter and really, really, really rich. Elon Musk. Some may say, Ugh, he stinks! Perhaps, or maybe that's just the sweet smell of success. This just ain't any man's musk. It's Musk's musk. Elon Musk. Cologne for men. Available at Macy's. Why are you listening to this crap? I'd rather listen to kids bop over this sh**. The Megacast is back. All right, we're back. The, the roast to Steve Mace least, continues. At the least. So I do want to... People are probably wondering, like, why the hell did you do a puppet show? And if you didn't listen to the morning show and if maybe you never heard my story, I'll, I'll make it super condensed. But so, like, everyone does all their roasting. And, dude, I was like, man, I feel like I should have done something better. Like, that's how I was thinking throughout all that. But I was like, you know what? All right. I got I to gotta lean into this. Like, everyone that I told, and I, I got nervous. Like, uh, before the roast, you and... Craig Gass were the only two people that knew that I was going to do the puppet show. Oh, all right. Because I was like, I want to run it by Craig, and I only ran it by him like two days before. I was like, I'm in my head, dude. Can I just run this by you and let you know, see what you think? And so I explained to him everything. I was like, look, the premise is I want to go up there and say, and it's true, like I'm not a comic. I'm not a mean-spirited person when I, tell, when, I, when I goof. Like everything I goof on is more about myself or setting myself up so that people can make fun of the things that I do. Like I, I intentionally find great humor in setting myself up to be basically the ball on the tee that everyone could just knock, you know, like, and if you miss it, like if I say something and you don't make fun of me, I'm like, that's your missed opportunity. But like, I, I live a whole life of doing a ridiculous, stupid ass from wrestling to, to, you know, whatever it may be. Like, yeah. I, I love doing things so absurd that I know that it's going to lead to people having some fun at my expense. Cause I'm like, I think it's still, if it's laughing at me, laughing with me, if it's funny, it's funny. And I, I, I truly believe in that. Right. And I, I wish more people would be like that, but some people get their panties in a bunch if you goof on them. So I was like, I don't want to do that. Like that's my, and I was like, but I do want to share the story about how, like the reason why I wanted to be an entertainer and why I even had that mindset was when I was a kid, Tried to do a puppet show for my grandfather. It was my dad's dad, super old school Italian, off the boat, butcher, real gruff as all hell kind of guy. Like nothing's funny to him. He was just a jerk, right? But I'm like, I'm going to win him over. I'm like seven, six, seven years old. I've got one of those like Danny O'Day or Charlie McCarthy puppets, like the ventriloquist puppets. My brother, all right, all right. I, we each had one of those. I grabbed one of them and I'm like, Grandpa, I want to do something cool for you. And he's like, all right. He's watching a television show in our, in our living room. I pull up a stool. I sit on it, pull out the puppet, start doing my routine. I'm like, hey, hey, hey I'm Steve. Like, I'm trying to be a, a ventriloquist. And he just looks furious. And he's like, stop it. This is stupid. 
get the F out of the room. I'm watching whatever the show was. And this continued to be like an ongoing thing for me, like throughout like for the next few years of me trying to win him over by being entertaining, sometimes bringing him back the puppet show to which my brother would find it to be the funniest thing in the world because I'm failing miserably and I'm pissing him off. And I was that like, makes sense for an older brother. Right. And I'm also finding it funny that my brother's finding it funny. So then it became almost it was the early years of me starting to troll a person. All right. All right. To the point where he told my dad, tell Steven to not do anything. I don't want to. I, I don't want to see that puppet. I don't want to see that puppet. I don't want to see him put on a show. You tell him to leave me the F alone, basically. So th- for my entire life, though, I've had this weird like psychological thing of wanting to prove him wrong. Because he just said I was not entertaining. I was not funny. I was never. And when I would try anything, he was like, you're going to fail. And other people in my family also had that. It's like, what was me? Everyone's got that kind of crap in their life, right? So instead of going to see a therapist, I decided to use the roast of Steve Miggs as my final opportunity to prove my grandfather wrong. Right. And so I ordered a puppet on Amazon, this old man puppet. And I was like, I'm just going to go up there, tell this story and be like, I'm not making fun of anyone on the station. I love everybody. Y'all mean a lot to me. This is a special night. Thank you guys for coming. I refuse to say anything bad. But I have someone from my past that did want to say a couple of things. And I had Jason who I let in on the joke right beforehand. I'm like, just bring up a microphone. doesn't need to be plugged in. And a story. That was a nice touch. Yeah. It didn't. I mean, it took me halfway through that set to realize, like, oh, the microphone's not plugged it's in. It's not even plugged in. No. no. The puppet's not and, actually talk. And I have put zero effort into trying to be a ventriloquist. So I don't have the... I, Hey, Ted, this is me talking without my mouth moving. <laughs> like, it's terrible. So I was like, how do I get around that? Well, when I came up with this idea, the mask mandate was still going on. So right. I was like, oh, perfect. But even though it wasn't, I was like, it still works. I'm like, hey, everybody, just out of respect to him, he's older. He asked that I put a mask on for COVID protocol. and He just doesn't want to get sick. So I put the mask on, and I think then pull out this puppet in front of everybody and then just go into this profanity-laden, it's not even jokes. He's just telling everybody that they're a dumb C. Like, Miles is a drunk C. Thrill's a coke-addicted C. Yeah. BJ's an old C. I, 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 I try to hurry things up because I knew we were running late, and, like, the wrestler in me and also, like, the band person in me knows that you, know, you should never go long. Like, yeah. that's, like, you, you, it's disrespectful to whoever's on next, even though no one was on next. I was like, I got to fly through this. Because I had a whole thing about, like, this person's a, an uncool C, Gurky you C. And I was like, Ted... You banged hookers. You're cool. And then go back to <laughs> like, that would have been like the whole thing. Like it was like, and I kind of flew through everything. So I wanted to shorten it up a little bit. I, look, I'm with you. I had that same uh, kind of thought in the back. Eternal clock, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. plus two, like it had just been long enough where I was like, I was starting to wonder like, is the crowd still drunk? Did they stop drinking? Right. So then uh, here's a clip of what this pr- foul mouth puppet sounded like. Oh, this is oh, this is the moment where the heckler wouldn't shut up about like Adam Gerke or something like that. So the puppet decided to say some things. I don't know what the f- you're saying, but I'd rather sit up here with Steve's hand on my ass next to you, you dumb. C- oh, uh, oh, that was a long time coming. Ted, did you not realize that was unedited? I played the wrong clip. Oh, this is the one I wanted to play. I don't know what the f you're saying, but I'd rather sit up here with Steve's hand on my ass than sit next to you, you dumb. <laughs> oh, that was a long time coming. 
Well, are you going to edit out the beats? Of course. That whole little clip. Of course, I'll edit it all. Edit it out. I, right. I wanted to replay it just because I spent time bleeping it. I, I, <laughs> that's what's like, Steve. That's impressive. Just like screw it, man. I accidentally saved the wrong one. It was supposed to be the whole shtick about me making fun of people on the dais, but ah, that, at least at least you did it here. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Could you imagine if that was on the air? Yeah. Right. Dump. Danny. Dump. 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 Keep hitting the dump button. Oh, that's too good. That's what I know. That's for start- labeling um, for the mega cast. I guess I probably saved it with intentions of editing it and never did. <laughs> so you so you could tell with the beeps that the puppet was going for the it. The puppet was dropping the C word left and right. It was amazing. And uh, I, I thought it was bombing. And because, you know, you're in your head, you don't you almost black out up there on stage. OK, so for me, that's exactly what it was. Yes. I just I just tried to stare into the light. So it looked like I was looking at people. Yep. But yeah, like most of it, like I remembered enough to turn and look at some people. But yeah, it's almost like a blackout. And then I'm trying to turn the puppet to look at the the person they're roasting. But yeah. I'm looking. Then the puppet's looking at me. I'm not. a My, my grandfather was right after all. <laughs> to which the puppet said, go see a therapist, you effing see. <laughs> Roasted me as well. Nobody was safe from the puppet, except no. for you, Ted. You liked yeah. you. <laughs> I got off all right. <laughs> I didn't have anything planned for the Rev, because up until game time, Rev wasn't doing the roast. And then he decided at the last minute, you know what, I, I think he wanted to do the roast. He'd been writing jokes for the roast, but he got it in his own head. And then finally he was like, screw it, everyone else is doing it. I got to muster up the courage and tell these jokes. And they were great. He did a great job. But I didn't know Rev was going to do one. So the puppet on a, just on a whim looks at Rev and goes, you look like Casper who was eaten by uh, Casper ate Fat Albert. And then goes, why don't you die from diabetes, you dumb C? And I'm like, oh. I remember that one. Now that you bring it. See, that's the thing. I, I kind of want to listen to some of the jokes again. Right? I don't think I, because same thing. I didn't have anything ready for Rev. I don't think I even mentioned him. No, I wasn't planning on it. But then the puppet just, he, I didn't know Ke- I didn't know Kevin was doing something. What, what did I say to say? Oh, Kevin Dears is here. Something I didn't even know he still worked here. He just moved along. I was like, the, he got targeted for that a lot. Joe, unfortunately, got I, Sarah got it bad, but maybe Joe got it the worst because everybody's joke was basically Joe. You have no personality, and Correct. I was like, oh. I was like, I meant to do a joke about Joe, being like, he has a personality. It's just you know, blah blah blah, and I was like, completely. My mind was going in a million miles an hour, and I just dropped the well, ball on that. And it's tough, too. It's like, right, like, that was a very unique thing. But, yeah, everybody tried to get in bars, on, like, a little bit on everybody. So it was just, it's just tough going through the list. And Gasses was great because he was just, like, got that callback. He just oh, kept, I mean, he would crap go, on me for, like, five seconds. Yeah. Call me, like, Jeff Bezos having sex with a cantaloupe. Or, like, he had all these dumb ball jokes. And then spend the next five minutes goofing on Sarah. Right, or like at one point, he told a joke that had to be like 90 seconds to two minutes, and it was already a solid joke, and then it came back to like making fun of Sarah and being in the room next to BJ, and I'm just like, oh man, that's good. Like, I'm like, like, that's just amazing. Obviously, that's why he gets paid to do it, but to take it that far and still have the the callback, I'm like, that's a good joke. I think my favorite the puppet looked at gas and was like, Craig Gas, last time you were funny or relevant, the Mariners were in the World Series. And he's like, that hurts me on two different levels. And I'm like, hey, puppet, Mr. Johnson. I called him Dick Johnson, because why not? Yeah. I was like, the Mariners have never been in the series. My point exactly, you dumb C. And then I go, sorry, Craig, I'm glad I got you sober. Because <laughs> Craig, he shared it. I thought that was, he didn't have to, but he uh, for a half a second, 
got heartfelt and it was yeah. just like, hey, Steve's a big part of 17 years ago, said some stuff to me that helped me get sober, which I don't remember personally, but I, I guess it was important. No, I'm kidding. Of course I remember. It was a pretty heavy, intense moment in our lives, but it, I, every year he calls me and, and, and thanks me, which I, yeah. it blows. Well, I've seen him put it out on Facebook. Yeah, man. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, I'll forever have nothing but love for Craig. Uh, and then the fact that he was a part of this roast, that I, I text him the next day. I'm like, dude, meant so much that you were there. If anyone, if, if I could pick one comic, and it, it would have been Sarah Colonna, but since she couldn't do it, uh, no, I'm kidding. The roast continues. Uh, it would have been you. And then he's like, dude, I did not know what to expect with like almost no comics up there. And you guys killed it. He's like, I was blown away by how funny that roast was. He's like, that was one of the most fun roasts I've ever been a part of. Yeah, well, my big joke for him, like halfway through me telling it on stage, it like clicked in my head that like, oh, he told Steve once that the King of Queens he really thought was going to work out. I had a whole 30 second joke about how he's a loser from King of Queens. But as I'm telling it, Steve, it clicked in my head like, am I supposed to know this? Just finish the joke. Yes. It was great, man. Thank you. No, it was. It, and that's what I'm saying. Like, we, we were talking about it as I saw Taryn and Brad on Saturday. We were, everybody was asking us. We kept talking about it. I really think her and Castle, like, were, were really good. Yeah. I thought, I thought, uh, you know, my favorite might have been my, Mike on the whole. Mike was pretty damn I funny. I thought Mike too. from beginning, like, it was just, I think also because I knew how nervous he was. So, in a weird way, like, by how nervous he was and how worried he was, he set the bar low, not because I didn't think he had the talent but because he made me feel like he wasn't going to deliver. And so when he went out there and delivered in such a great traditional style of a comedian and had some great jokes. Yeah. But Taryn had the best moment. Taryn, when, yeah, Taryn had punchlines. When she went into that whole bit about how we're all endorsing the wrong things. Yeah. And just bounce from you was because you're like, you know, you don't even drive and miles should be doing <laughs> chick shadle and I should be, right. and also divorce, you know, all this stuff. And like Steve, with the way, how busy you are, you're going to probably have to endorse a divorce lawyer soon too. Cause your <laughs> wife's going to leave you. And it was just like, bang, bang, bang to the point where it was so great that the crowd just erupted in a, a applause. Yeah. It was a special moment. Like yeah. that to me was like the moment. And then I don't know if you've heard the audio back yet of, uh, I want to find it if I have it really quick because I thought Miles did a great job and I thought Miles was relatively sober up there. Listening back to the audio, oh my God. Can you imagine lining up against Walter Jones, your defensive tackle, man? Like the, the look of terror on your face, like, holy man, this is the greatest NFL player ever. And I get a lineup of him. That look of terror in your eyes. Same look the guy that Snow Call Me Buffet had when he walked in earlier. <laughs> I noticed it when he's because I'm sitting next to him, but we're not talking much. It's also weird as we were on the bus together. I was like, nobody got that drunk on the bus. But yeah, dude, definitely when he started, I was like, because Miles, Mike Mike was going to get red solo cups of beer for him throughout the entire roast. Yeah, I finally buzz wore off as the roast went on. Right. Finally, like halfway through, like I saw him going back. I was like, oh, grab me one. So I had like I got an extra one. I should ask him to. But I didn't think about it till like halfway through. But yeah, I was like, what? That was the other thing. So let's go back to the beginning of this podcast. You're talking about talking to people out front. Yes. So the other reason I went out there because I was so nervous. I was like, if I just sit back here. People are going to ask me stuff about my set, and yep. I'm going to nervously drink beer yep. and be drunk by the time I got to do my set. And I was like, uh-huh. I'll go out and talk to people and say what's up to people. Good call. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Everybody knows. <laughs> oh, sorry. Everybody knows I get thick tongue as it is. And <laughs> Dude, by the end of the night, my mouth was so dry. 
Like, <laughs> oh, sitting up my there? My lips were chapped. Yeah, it was just like, I, didn't, I only had a little bit of water. I oh. did the same thing. I started conserving my water right before I went up. Yep, yep. It's all you can f***ing eat, man. I think I was like, I'm never making money. We lost on the house tonight. Walter Jones is here. Miles, you're a national treasure. Man. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was yeah, so great. All right, let's get out of here because yeah, now I got to edit all those curses. You got to so. edit all those curses. We got to have the real talk, which just means I'll have a couple beers and be like, Ah, Steve, let me tell you something. Yeah, did you see what Adam Kirky said to me afterwards? The roast never ends. <laughs> We're gonna like, roast some people. Like, dude, it's Wednesday. <laughs> let it go. Let it go, man. All right. Thank you guys for being a part of the Roast of Steve Mink. Yeah, That's thanks to everybody that came Some people out. are like, what's next year? Who are you going to roast next year? I'm like, nobody. Nobody. That, we that can't was, do that again. We, no. We, it, it was a roast of Steve Mink, but at the end of the day, it was a roast of KSW personalities. Sure. And everybody got roasted by everybody. It's not like anyone yeah. held back. That's why it went three hours. <laughs> All right. We'll get out of here. Find us on Twitter at the Megacast, and I believe we're back next week. Correct. I'm here. All right. Let's go eat. All right.